Blog Talk Radio. Back at it again. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. Oh, yeah, baby. It's your host, RIC, and the place to be Rick Saratella, like it is here on January the 10th, 2018. We're a little bit more than three or four months away from the NFL Draft. We're counting you down, bringing you the names you need to know first since 2002. It's what we do, baby. Check us out, NFLDraftBible.com. And uh, today we have FIU quarterback Alex McGow joining us on the Defiance Fuel Hotline. We're going to uh, see if we can welcome him into the show and get him on the phone and get right into it. Alex, are you with us? Come on, Alex. Tell me you're with us today. Alex, how are we doing today, my man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? All right, we got it. Hey, bingo is the name-o. And, uh, hey, man, we appreciate the patience. We tried to have you on earlier in the week, some technical difficulties. But now we're moving and grooving, and it's uh, it's time to get into your story because uh, you are, you know, being heralded as the best quarterback in FIU school history, uh, the all-time touchdown record holder, four-year starter, 9,000 career passing yards, and you – are probably not getting enough love nationally that you need to be. And that's why we welcome you onto the show. So first off, uh, thank you. Welcome. And let's get right into your training regimen right now. I know uh, you suffered an injury in that bowl game. What's your current status? What's your training regimen like? And, you know, what's the latest update on you? Well, first off, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, as of right now, I'm training uh, like normal. I just – uh, no weight bearing uh, on that left arm for another three weeks now. So, but I'm I'm throwing, I'm running, you know, I'm training at uh, ASBI in Tampa, Florida. So, I'm just trying to get get back into the swing of things and, uh, and get after it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you know, you guys are coming off that uh, successful season. New head coach comes in, Butch Davis, uh, helps guide you guys to the bowl game this year. I mean. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, what do you think was the biggest difference between this year and previous years? Yeah, it was a it was a special year for for everyone that was a part of FIU. Um, one of the biggest uh, things I would say would be just the confidence that Coach Davis, you know, instilled in us. You know, from the first day that he was there, um, and like the things that the coaches would would tell us, players to believe in ourselves and he would always give us positive reinforcement and it was never really negative criticism so I think that just let players go play and have fun and and really just play the game how it's supposed to be played with you know passion and and heart so I think that was the biggest key to the season success and you know bringing in a high profile head coach such as Butch Davis I mean this guy has been on some heavy, heavy-duty college football teams, uh, the U, obviously, Miami, uh, Oklahoma State, um, North Carolina. He's uh, served in the NFL, head coach of the Cleveland Browns, defensive coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you know, what what was it like to have that style of coaching? And, and two-part question. Secondly, I mean, he has heaped some heavy praise on you, my man. And we're talking to Alex McGow the FIU quarterback uh, coached by Butch Davis, who said you're the most talented quarterback he's had. 
That's quite a bold statement. I mean, how do you feel when you hear a statement like that by Coach Davis? Yeah, I'm, the the first question to answer that was, I mean, he's been everywhere and he's had so much success where he's gone. And I, I also think that was a big key and, you know, maybe to why we had success because we believed in him and we trusted him. And we all really bought in from the, from the first moment that we knew he was our head coach and we just – trusted him, we believed what he said, and we just attacked everything, you know, that he had planned for us. And the second part of your question, it's an, you know, it's just an unbelievable experience to, to play for him, and the fact that he thinks so high of me when I'm just out there, you know, kind of just doing what I do and just doing what I love and playing football, and someone with his, his you know, stat, statue to say something about me, it's just, it's an awesome feeling to to be able to play for play for him and, and be his guy and and I just I wouldn't wouldn't take back this year for anything yeah you know and the FIU I mean Florida International football program you know it's a relatively new football program uh, you know maybe 15 years old compared to other programs in the country you guys arguably just had a you know one of the most successful if not the most successful season in school history you know, how do you feel like your legacy will be left, not just individually, but the, the senior class at FIU? You know, how do you feel like your legacy will be left? And it seems like you've, you've uh, left off with the football program in, in good hands. Yeah, exactly. You know, my goal was to, to, to leave FIU, of, you know, to, when I left, it was better than when I, when I got here. And I think I did that. And I think that we did that as a, as a team and as coaching staff and as a university. I think that this past season really just showed the school and the fans and, you know, everybody a part of it, what this program can do and what it will do in the future. And I think that the recruits that they got coming in and the guys that are already there, you know, it, it's only up from here. And I'm just really happy that I could be, you know, that, that rock at the bottom that, you know, you just build up on. And um, I'm honored to, to play for FIU. And I, if I had to choose what school I went to again, I would choose FIU in a heartbeat because I love the people I met and I love the experiences I had. Well, you know, another, another important key cog into the equation here, too, is always leadership and, and senior leaders. And obviously you being a, a quarterback and a senior team leader, a lot of the underclassmen looking up to you, especially transitioning with a new head coach, uh, you know, what was that transition like? And, you know, what kind of leadership intangibles are you bringing to the table? NFL scouts want to know, especially from the quarterback position, are you a guy uh, that leads by example? Are you a, a fiery leader? Do you get in guys' faces? Will you deliver, you know, the motivational halftime speech if need be? I mean, uh, take us through some of your leadership intangibles. Yeah, okay, so – the the transition was it was kind of easy because you know we had a really experienced team um, we had a bunch of you know offensive guys that were seniors defensive you know leaders that were seniors and that just helped you know the young guys you know kind of follow our footsteps and and just believe in you know the coaches because we believed in them and I think that made that whole entire process just 100 percent easier but as far as my leadership you know what I am I'm more of a I'm not a screamer yeller I won't get in your face in front of everybody, but what I will do is I will go up to you one-on-one and, and tell you, you know, what you did, what, what you did wrong, but most importantly, I'll tell you how to fix it. I'm not, I'm not a big put-you-down guy. You know, I, I like to, you know, build people up and, 
and make sure they know how they can fix their, their, their issues, their problems. And I feel that if you do that, then they'll, they'll trust you and believe in you, and then they will play for you. And another thing I do is I play with passion. I play with my heart. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and, you know, that's how I think the game should be played. It should be played with high intensity and high effort and, and passion and love because that's, you know, we, you live this game. You live – you do everything the whole year. You know, it's for 12 games, you know, 12 games. So I feel like that's how I lead and people just follow naturally because I'm such a hard worker and I, I will do anything for the team to win and to the, for the team to have success. Alex McGall, Florida International quarterback, four-year starter, 9,000-plus career passing yards, 65 touchdowns, career rating of 128.2. And uh, if you don't know, now you know this is definitely a name you need to file for the memory bank for the upcoming 2018 NFL draft and you know Alex we always like to get a uh, up-to-date height and weight we see you listed at about six foot two and a half 220 pounds is that accurate and then also you know what is your ideal playing weight at the next level yeah that's accurate exactly what I you know I want to play at about 220 I feel like that gives me you know the speed and the quickness I need to make plays you know out of the pocket that I, you know, I love to make, you know, I like to play athletic and I like to play fast and, and quick. So I think that 220 gives me that, you know, that, um, that skill set to play at. Now, you know, one of your coaches, uh, Rich Skrosky, offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach has some strong Jersey roots. I'm, I'm here based in New Jersey, so I'm very familiar with yep, coach, yeah. but Take us through the style of offense that you guys played this past season and, you know, uh, so, you know, take us through what he implemented and, and uh, what, you know, scouts can expect to see on film when they do pop in that game film. We were more of a, a spread team this year with, with Coach Krosky, and um, I think toward the end of the year our identity became, you know, three-back set with the ability to, to run the triple option and have that, that threat outside with with Thomas Owens. And then when he ended up getting hurt, that kind of took, you know, that that leaned that away from that three-back set because we didn't have that threat necessarily outside that could beat that one-on-one coverage every time. So I think that's into more of a of an 11-10 personnel type team. And that's kind of what we ran with for the, past, the last three games of the year. And I think if you turn on the film, you'll see, you know, a lot of plays being made you know, out of the pocket on the run and, you know, situations like that. But there's also throws where I make over the middle that, you know, I'm really proud of. And I think that that's what I'm trying to get my, you know, that next level to be able to make, you know, those throws just standing still in the pocket. Yeah, you know, and I, I've been very impressed with your accuracy, especially in that short to intermediate passing game. I think that's an area that, you know, based on previous years, I think you took a significant in- increase in improving your accuracy and decision-making. Uh, what are some of the other things that you think you've improved upon? And, you know, if a scout were to ask you personally to give us a, a little scouting report on yourself, I mean, what would you say is the skinny? Um, yeah, so I've improved on, like you said, my, you know, short to intermediate passing. I think that was one of my biggest improvements from just my junior year to my senior year. 
and I really worked on that in the off season, and um, you know it came to you know fruition, you know in those games and in in, in practice and, and stuff. So, but there's one area that I still need to get better. It's that this deep ball, you know, it's the post that I I, I just throw it, you know, I leave it up in the air too long, and and it ends up floating up there. But I know I have the arm strength to get it there, and and I just gotta trust myself and trust the receivers to go make plays for me. So that's that's one big uh, one big area that I will be addressing you know, as it leads up to pro day. Absolutely. And uh, we're looking forward to that pro day workout. We believe you're going to really turn some heads and I think you will do very well there. I mean, what are some of the other goals now? You mentioned you started the training, you want to work on, on the deep ball and, and that post, but you know, what are like some of the goals now between January 10th, which is today and your pro day workout, which I'm sure doesn't have a, a date locked in yet, but um, are you focused more on the positional work, the testing aspect, or a combination of both? Uh, you know, a combination of both because I, I like to play athletic and I like to play fast. I, I love having the ability to, to extend the play and get out of the pocket and make throws on the run. So that 40, that 40 is going to be big for me, and I think that if I can – if I could do well in that, and then the vertical jump, I think those would be great. But I mean, obviously, the biggest thing for a quarterback is how he throws and how he how he does in the throwing drills. And so I think that'll be my main concern. And uh, I think I'll attack that, you know, the hardest. And you know, obviously, all eyes were on you in that Gasparilla Bowl down in uh, St. Petersburg. I think it was. Uh, obviously a bittersweet moment because you've worked your collegiate career to, to take the team to the bowl game and then uh, obviously suffered that injury there. So the NFL scouts are going to be on you about, you know, what percentage are you at? Are you, you know, if you, if you could try to put a percentage on it, um, do you think you'll be a hundred percent by pro day? Where are you now? And you know, how comfortable do you feel moving forward? Yeah, yes, sir. It was, it was definitely a heartbreaking you know, it's time for me, you know, and my teammates, you know, I worked four years to get to a bowl game and, you know, the, to break your collarbone on the third play, the third play, it, it kind of breaks you, breaks you. But, you know, I've, I've been attacking rehab. I've been, I've been going every day. I've been doing everything I can to, to get this back. And I think, um, you know, actually I know I'm pro day. I'll be a hundred percent. I'm throwing everything right now. I'm running, I'm sprinting, you know, there's no pain. There's no, there's really no, no, no issues at all. So just the the thing moving forward is just to keep, keep uh, progressing. Don't, you know, don't settle be just because it feels good now. You know, I got to keep going to rehab, keep uh, going to therapy. So I think that doing all that will get me a hundred percent by pro day. Florida international uh, QB signal caller, Alex McGow here on the NFL draft Bible player spotlight show with your host, Rick Saratella. Now, uh, Alex, obviously a big jump from uh, this year to last year on the record. And, you know, you guys uh, have faced quite the opponents throughout your career. And I know, you know, last year you had guys, you know, teams like Indiana and Maryland. This year UCF obviously was a tough one. Uh, you know, UTSA, that Texas San Antonio defensive end, they got a beast over there coming at you guys. And uh, obviously you, you, you ended the season with Temple. I'm curious to hear from your perspective, you know, who was the toughest opponent, whether it be a individual player or an overall team, 
you know, throughout your career, now that you've had a little bit of time to reflect and look back on it, you know, who was a tough opponent to you? And, you know, how do you think you, you guys fared? Okay. Uh, UCF was just a, was a great defense in, in general. I think it being our first game of the year and you know, still getting used to, you know, how Coach Cross is going to call plays and, you know, how the flow of the game is going to go. So I think that was, you know, a reason for that for that game, but would have to be the UTSA's defensive end. I mean, that guy was an animal. He was he was a you know he's a hard worker, physical, strong, tall, you know. And I think that you know our our uh, tackles did a great job. I, don't, I didn't get sacked once that game, um, so I think they they handled him well. But he he was making all these plays in the backfield. And I just think that, he, he, you know, he's a great player and he's going to do really well at the next level. Yeah, Marcus Davenport, for those of you who don't yeah. know, yeah. Uh, just an incredible – I mean, this guy's a legit – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in the first round. Uh, but, hey, talk about a guy you got to know where he is before the snap of the ball, though. I mean, you, you, you watch this guy play. And uh, a lot of what you say is true. So, uh, Alex McGalf, FIU quarterback here. You know, let's talk a little bit about um, off the field, Alex. I mean, when you're not uh, training, when you're not playing, when you're not watching football, I mean, what are some of the things you like to do uh, in your free time? And, you know, what are some hobbies or, or, or activities that you enjoy? Um, you know, in my free time, I, I usually kind of just, just relax, you know, chill with friends or I like to play uh you know Xbox you know things like that I like to stay off my feet you know because I do train a lot and I do um do a lot of you know activities with football and I'm always active so I think that when I get free time I just like to kind of relax and and enjoy enjoy some time you know to myself and and uh you know laying down yeah laying down a favorite national pastime of mine and you know, I see your home. Your hometown is listed Tampa, Florida. Are you a uh, Floridian, born and raised? And if so, I mean, you know, I'm kind of familiar with Tampa Bay as a visitor uh, slash tourist. But you know, take us through what it's like growing up in Tampa, Florida. Well, I actually was born in Nebraska, O'Neill, Nebraska, um, and I moved to Tampa when I was five years old. So I'm. You know, I'm I'm pretty much considered a Floridian, you know, born and raised. But I always tell people I'm from Nebraska, just because it's a, it's such a random place, really. And you know, not too many people are from, you know, from Nebraska. But you know, growing up in Tampa was fun. It was a lot, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, I grew up in an area called Wesley Chapel, and um, really, really to do out there is just a bunch of you. Know, we always would ride our bikes around the neighborhood, you know, with with all the neighborhood guys and there was a lot of woods and like pastures and horses. And so I kind of just grew up around that. And, um, you know, obviously playing sports with all, you know, my friends was just a, such a good time. And um, that's pretty much what I did, you know, until high school. And then I, then I moved to the, to the uh, Northdale area, which is like Northdale Mabry. And um, that's when I started going to Gaither and doing all that. So I, I just think that growing up in Tampa was just, it was really sports and, and sports. I mean, that's really all I, I did, and that's really all I still do. Now, obviously, you know, Florida is a hotbed for uh, for for football talent. Uh, you got FIU, FAU, uh, DU, uh, 
Florida State U. I mean, how did you wind up at Florida International? Take us back to the recruiting process and how you decided to, to pick FIU. Yeah, okay, so it was it, – I mean, it was my it was my only offer, so I, I, I guess there was really no, you know, really decision that had to be made. But I was getting looks from, you know, FAU, uh, USF. They were all kind of looking at me, but, you know, they didn't – no one ever offered me. So I ended up committing to FIU going into my senior year and then graduating high school early to go down to, to compete for that starting job my freshman year. Now, I understand you've been playing football since the age of 10. Uh, how did you get into football? You know, when did you discover that, you know, hey, this is my passion, something that I really love? And when did you realize that, hey, you know, I might have an opportunity here to take this thing to the next level and, and play professionally? Well, I've always, I've always loved sports, and I've always been good at, you know, especially throwing, whether that be baseball and soccer, I played goalie, so, you know, there's a throw in there, you know, sometimes. So, you know, I've always been, you know, I've always excelled at throwing, throwing the football, throwing the baseball, anything, you know, like that. But I kind of realized that I was going to be good um, back in, like, my sophomore year of high school when I transferred schools, and we ended up going to the third round of the playoffs. And um, it was just – I kind of was like, oh, man, like, I can do this, and if I just really put my mind to it, you know, I can, I can make it. And I did. And I sacrificed, you know, those three years of high school and I made it D one and, you know, now I'm here training for the NFL. So I just really got to put my head down now and, um, and attack, uh, this training. Absolutely. Alex McGow, FIU quarterback here on the NFL draft Bible player spotlight show with your host, Rick Saratella. Tell it like it is when it comes to the NFL draft since 2002, it's what we do. Check us out. NFL draft Now, you come from an athletic family, Alex. I see your brother Shane is an offensive lineman at FIU. Uh, you have some bloodlines that NFL teams always like. I, I see that you're related to uh, Kelly Goodburn. So, you know, have you been able to kind of pick the brain of any relatives or previous teammates in terms of the NFL draft process and what you should expect throughout the next couple months? Well, I've, I've been talking to, you know, an ex-teammate of mine, Johnny Smith, who now plays tight end for the Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and um, you know, he was just telling me just to, you know, kind of keep your head down and just, just keep grind. And, you know, that's what, you know, he did. And, you know, look what, look what it got him. So I think that, you know, that's just really what I'm trying to do here is just, is just kind of just stay low and just, just grind and then just, you know, come up out of nowhere and uh, surprise a lot of people. Absolutely, and I know you uh, signed on with OTG Sports Management. Uh, Chris Martin, a good, very good agent, one of the best in the business, so you'll be in great hands there. Um, you know, what was that process like for you? I mean, take us, take us through that, just because we do have a lot of players that listen to the show, and they'll be coming out next year or maybe in future years. Uh, was, it, was it overwhelming for you? Was it something that you put off to the end of the season? What was like – it's like going through the high school recruiting process all over again. What was the agent process like for you personally? Yeah, it's kind of like what you said. It's like going through the high school, you know, recruiting process again. You know, there's there's a lot of them that will hit you up, you know, text you, you know, email you, 
um, you know, at the beginning of the year and, you know, say they're interested in you and, you know, all this stuff, all this great stuff. But I think the one thing that Chris did that I really loved and the fact that he just kept, he kept up with me throughout the whole year and just was really, I felt like he was really concerned about me, you know, as a person and as a player. And I just, I, you know, I kind of, I really liked that about him and about his company. So, you know, that's, that's why I ended up, you know, signing with him and, and going with OTG sports. Yeah. Well, you know, he, like I said, he's one of the best in the business. I've known him for quite a few years now and, I know between you and him, you guys will keep me posted throughout the uh, draft season and, and let us know any updates so that we can update our listening audience. And, you know, we're winding down here, Alex, to uh, the end of our interview. Again, we appreciate the time and, you know, giving us your time. So we, we usually wrap up, you know, with these last one or two questions. But if I'm an NFL general manager, maybe there's one listening now. Maybe there's some scouts tuning in hearing about your story. Uh, you know, I want you to just take a second to sell yourself to the NFL teams out there listening and, and tell us why they should draft Alex McGow come April. So I feel like that I, I can be a huge help because I've been in a pro system, you know, for three years with Coach Ron Turner, who now coaches with the Carolina Panthers. And, you know, I've, I've been in it. I know what it's like. And, you know, I feel like the verbiage is, is probably the hardest thing for the quarterback to to get down, you know, from what I've been told through other people that have been there. And I'm not saying I'm going to get it, you know, the, the first day, but, you know, I'm a very quick learner. I, you know, I'm a hard worker. I, you know, I will be in there every day from, you know, start to finish. And uh, I feel like that I can pick it up quickly and um, execute at a high level. And, you know, and I feel like I have an experience doing that with the coaching change. And I picked that playbook up so fast that I think that, that I will be able to do that again with with another playbook and another system. Yeah, and you know we didn't we didn't even get around to talking about Coach Turner, but yeah, that definitely is going to bode well for your transition to the next level. Just the fact that you've had that NFL style of coaching, whether it's Coach Turner, Coach Butch Davis, it's already given yep. you a little bit taste of that next level type of coaching, and you know uh, a lot of a lot of um, teams are going to find that very appealing. Uh, we are looking forward to, to following your draft journey. And, you know, before we do let you go and wrap up, any final words, any parting shots, anybody you'd like to thank, uh, the stage is all yours before we wrap it up. I just want to thank, you know, my, my parents for, you know, just doing everything they did for me. And I just want to thank Chris Martin and uh, ASBI and you for having me on this, uh, this interview. Well, we appreciate that, Alex, and it's been a very uh, enlightening interview. I've learned a lot. I'm looking forward to learning more uh, as the process unfolds here. And, uh, again, please do keep in touch. Thank you again for taking some time out of your schedule. I'm sure you have some training to get back to, but uh, we appreciate the time, energy, and effort and everything that you do. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Best of luck. Okay. That's uh, Alex McGow, FIU quarterback, a name you need to know for the upcoming 2018 NFL Draft. You heard it here first on the NFL Draft Bible. That's what we're doing. We're highlighting the players you need to know, not necessarily the mainstream media first-round names that uh, they're going to bang in, bop you to death with. We want to bring you the guys that are going on to the next level that you are going to be interested in because this is a good one. Alex McGow has the experience. Uh, the production, the film, the 
coaching tree, you know, the, the coaches that he's been able to work with throughout his career, I think are really going to set him apart from some of the other prospects coming out for the draft and just being more prepared for the next level. So you heard him say he's comfortable at uh, that 220 playing weight. He's going to be 100% for his pro day. He's near 100% now, six foot two and a half. So he's got the size. He's got the arm talent, and his accuracy accuracy really uh, improved leaps and bounds this past season, I thought. So uh, just a smart decision maker, a team leader, and uh, a name you need to know for the upcoming 2018 NFL draft. So uh, before we wrap it up, once again, we're, we're putting out five new scouting reports on the NFL draft, Bible.com. Nobody else is doing that. I mean, this is literally the place to go for the NFL draft buzz. We'll be out in L.A. for the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl next week. Balls to the wall coverage there. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible. We want to give a shout-out to all the sponsors of the show. Of course, Parabolic Performance and Rehab. Check them out. GoParabolic.com for their NFL Draft Prep program, which is in full throttle. I'm actually broadcasting on location as we speak. And, uh it's a hell of a class, so we'll, we'll be reporting more on those guys and featuring them here on the Player Spotlight Show. So if you're just tuning in to this interview or you want to hear more interviews in the future, you can find us on iTunes. You can subscribe right here on Blog Talk Radio. Of course, we post all of our interviews up on the NFLDraftBible.com. And, of course, shout-out to Defiance Fuel Water for keeping us hydrated throughout the process. As soon as I – wrap up this show i'm going to go hydrate myself with some defiance fuel water so check them out defiancefuel.com of course it's a can't stop won't stop kind of year this is how we get down between now and the 2018 nfl draft held in dallas texas this year so uh follow our our path to the draft as we bring you behind the scenes from the nfl pa collegiate bowl out to indianapolis at the nfl scouting combine and all the way up to the NFL draft in Dallas, Texas. So uh, shout out to Chris Martin, OTG Sports, for helping coordinate this interview. Of course, Alex McGow, the FIU quarterback, for taking some time out of his schedule today. And uh, for Rick Saratella, until the next time, everybody, we appreciate it. <laughs>